Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Good always attract a negative response. Acts 8 verses 1 through 3. And Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. You see it in all spheres of life. Whenever there is a good movement, the response is going to be a negative response. Something or someone or some folks will get together to oppose this new thing. Today we have a text on the table, a text that speaks about the emergence of a practice in Jerusalem that the Bible calls a great persecution. This movement came on the scene in a militant and organized attack against the fledgling first century church in the holy ancient city of Jerusalem, the bedrock of Judaism. At the core of the leadership and participants of this movement were senior religious leaders, the top echelons of the civic and political leadership, and duly supported by rank-and-file devotees to the centuries-old religious practices. They engaged in a vigorous and dedicated program of defending what was the established religion and would not sit by and carelessly allow Jerusalem to be swallowed up in this new sect that was hatched in an upper room in Jerusalem and that had gotten out of hand or has outgrown its birthplace the very first day of this thing that had started in Jerusalem. By the time the text was written, one of Jerusalem's finest religious leaders was present at one of the quickly convened court session as they did not plan to conduct a fair trial, but to react in the jealousy that was high among the religious leaders. Gamaliel told his colleagues that day, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thedas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it had all come to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case I advise you, Leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. What did they do? They flogged the apostles. What for? And then released them with an admonition that they should not preach in the name of Jesus. This was the genesis of the persecution against the Christians. If you can silence the leaders, the apostles of this movement, then it is easy to dissolve this menacing movement. But may I suggest something? 
there would have been no persecution against the first century believers if the first century believers were not doing what they were doing. The persecution started because thousands and thousands of Jewish people were being converted to serving Jesus. This new movement, that at first was considered a sect, was growing rapidly and correspondingly, fewer and fewer people were left worshipping in the temple in Jerusalem. The absolutely first shot at a persecution was way back in the time when a lame man was miraculously healed through the ministry of Peter and John. That attracted crowds of people asking questions of this messianic figure who named Jesus and simultaneously being converted to this new religious movement. The authorities were not happy and called Peter and John to verify the story. These two men spoke boldly before the council, and although they were charged to not preach in the name of Jesus, they continued with even greater zeal. Then there was Stephen, who was only recently appointed as one of seven elders in the church. We're talking about opposition, and here is a version of what happened to Stephen. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the province of Cilicia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. The pattern was that the more the church grew, the greater the persecution, so that by the time we read of Saul as the main guy who is heading the cruel and vicious movement, the persecution was powerful and active. Followers were thrown in prison, some were beaten, some were killed, and typically the wrath of the religious and civic leaders of the city were unleashed as they were determined to destroy the group of believers. That is the purpose of persecution, to kill as many of these crazy fanatics and throw others in prison. The persecution then was organized by the Jewish leader and the gospel was commissioned to be preached and these new converts were actively sharing the gospel wherever they went. If you have been experiencing persecution, then know, my friend, that it is because you are serving God well and engaging in godly activities. The result? Those who hate the gospel will hate you and they will make your life miserable. Child of God, don't back down because you are on the winning side. If this message has meant anything to you, kindly share your thoughts with me at friendofclyde at gmail.com.